is even better. And I pray, God, that what we have heard and seen today will drive us to worship you for who you are, for what you've done. Now, God, not I, but Christ. Nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. In Jesus' name. to fill us up so all they see is you and not us in Jesus name amen you know I'm super excited that the Lord bless us to add to our family today a little earlier amen but I'm going to go ahead and give the appeal right now the Lord has touched your heart already that's why you're here and I'm praying now that when you hear his word, whatever he speaks to you through this word. And remember, everything that God speaks is not for everybody. I pray that you will listen and follow. It's an old story, Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3, and we want to just review Daniel's friends. We know them as Shadrach. Meshach and Abednego but I believe their Israelite names are Hananiah Mishael and Azariah I'll separate that here shortly but the Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits he set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon verse 2 then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. Verse 3. Then the princes, the governors, and captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all, and everybody and his cousin came together under the dedication of the image to Nebuchadnezzar. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Verse four, then in herald cried aloud, to you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the golden image that the king, Nebuchadnezzar, hath set up. Verse six. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth not shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. We'll hold it right there. We're walking through a series this month called Walking by Faith. And I need someone here to understand that God chose you specifically for the journey that you are on. Now that journey is not always fair. That journey sometimes calls us to question God. That journey sometimes have us wondering, Lord, what bad, what evil have I done in my life that I am now having to be a part of this experience? But God constantly tells me in my own experience, like he told Paul, he said, I know that you've got the thorn in your side, but understand this, my friend, my grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect 
in your weakness. And, and, and sometimes I have to ask God, Lord, I know you told me that your strength is made perfect in my weakness, but God, when can I get strong enough for your strength not to be made perfect? And God has to remind me, no matter how much good you think you do, there's never enough that my grace cannot cover you. We find ourselves here again in this very familiar story. Three Hebrew boys, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. And the Bible says that many years ago that their great, great, great uncle or whomever it was, grandfather, Hezekiah, had an opportunity to tell the Babylonians about the miracle of his healing. But instead, the Bible said he showed them everything in their house. Those Babylonians then went back and reported what they heard and what they saw, and they made a record of it. That record in the history books was passed down, and one day, God called Nebuchadnezzar to go and take his children captive. Now, how is it that God would take his children captive? It is because often we find ourselves worshiping God in mouth, but not in heart. As we move in 2020 and as we walk by faith, we have to get this into our spirit that God is not interested in all of the mouthy things that we can say and do, but God is interested in obedience. Do you all remember what he told uh, through Samuel? He said to Saul, God is not interested in your sacrifices, but God is interested in our obedience. And I know a lot of folk don't want to hear that because they think that obedience is works. But let me share something with you. God says, if you cannot obey me, you cannot live with me. Amen. Are you all with me today? The Bible goes on and it says that Nebuchadnezzar, he came and he took, he didn't take the ragamuffins. He took the ones that had all of the ability and skill so that he can train them to be little Nebuchadnezzars. And when they got there, the Bible says that uh, these Three, these four men, Daniel and his friends, but you got to understand there were other Adventists in that house as well. Amen. You know, sometimes we have Adventists, we want to go and we want to go to Olive Garden or Red Lobster. And we'll pray over and we'll say, Lord, please bless the popcorn and shrimp. <laughs> Lord, 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 these clams are mighty mighty good and father they tell me that ushers are an aphrodisiac so father as i take these aphrodisiacs and go back home lord i want you to bless me but daniel and his friends decided that they were going to stand up and through their diet they were going to witness to a heathen nation do you understand that god is calling you in your workplace in your classroom where you are to stand up and be a witness to him so that others will see the God in you and they will ask what do you do and what church do you belong to Daniel gave the keeper and said look give us a vegetable diet for 10 days and at the end of 10 days test us and we promise you now watch what Daniel said we will be 10 times better now, I know the word said, they tested him, said he's 10 times better. But Daniel said, we're going to be better than the ones who eat from the king's table. See, you got to trust the fact that if God gives you something, and even though it doesn't look like it's going to come out to anything, if you trust God long enough and, and, and full enough, God will bring whatever it is to pass in your life. And so 
they eat and the Bible says that they were fatter amen I'm a witness you know the Bible says he'll make your bones fat amen then that's nothing wrong with being slim please don't get me wrong but you know a fat Christian is a happy no I'm just kidding <laughs> let me stop that let me stop that but the fact remains is that they ate they were smarter they tested brilliant and then in chapter 2 the king had a dream and the dream was of a gigantic image head of gold arms and chest of silver belly and thighs of brass legs of iron and feet mixed with iron and clay and then Nebuchadnezzar came and he called all of the wise men and he said I had a dream and I want y'all to tell me the dream but the interesting thing was they said well king tell us what the dream said Nebuchadnezzar was like no you're supposed to be smart you tell me what I dreamt and if you can't tell me what I dreamt I'm gonna kill all of you you got to be careful of impulsive people in your life they will get you to do things that you didn't want to do and when you do it you find yourself in some mess then you want to say oh Lord what happened to me is it because God tried to protect you from some folk are y'all with me on that follow me on this hear me well you've got to get rid of some folk in your life so that your faith walk will be better amen and so Daniel goes and the Bible says he and Hananiah and Mishael and Azariah got together and they prayed and then Daniel came back and said, oh, king, live forever. Here is the interpretation of the dream. You are the head of gold. But there's going to come another nation after you. It's inferior, but it's going to supersede you. And so forth and so on. And then the Bible says that he then promoted Daniel and Washes and his friends. So I need folk to get this clear. That sometimes you think that Azariah and Hananiah and Mishael were somehow separate, but Nebuchadnezzar knew exactly who they were. So in chapter 3, he gets full of himself. Nebuchadnezzar makes this big old statue of gold, puts it out there. Then he sends out a broadcast email to everybody. Everybody, y'all coming to worship the image. And the Bible says, you read it, and they all showed up. And they all gathered now you got to understand, it wasn't just they, the leaders that were gathering, but everybody that they led gathered with them. Are y'all with me so far? Because you got to be careful who you follow. You have to be careful of the teachings that you hear. Because some of us can run hither, thither, and yon, but if the teaching is wrong, you're still going to be wrong. Amen? And some of us go and find teachers that we heap to ourselves because we got itchy ears because we want to hear what makes us feel good where we are and it does not call for change. Any religion, any teaching that does not call for change is a lie from the pit of hell. Amen. And so they sit back and, and all of a sudden they're there. And I need you to get this picture in your mind. All of the leaders... And all of the wise people were front and center. Sometimes we see that picture. I know I've seen the picture in Sabbath school where they had the three Hebrew boys and in front of them are a lot of people bowing down and behind them are a lot of people bowing down and it shows them standing up in the middle of everybody. No, 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 no. These were the ones that the king appointed and they were right there in front of Nebuchadnezzar. So the Bible says that, go on to verse 7, and it says it this way. 
Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, and all those stuff, that they fell down and worshiped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Verse 8. We got to walk through the word. Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. Stop. God will promote you around your enemies, but your enemies will constantly look for a way to tear you down. That's why the Bible said, be ye steadfast and unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord. You see, all the ones that smile with you are not for you. All skin folk ain't kin folk. There are a number of folk who call themselves my friend while at the same time had a knife in my back. There's a lot of folk who will surround you because they think you're going higher, but they're there to try to tear you down. And you've got to be careful because you got a lot of folk who like to talk. Because God chose you and elevated you and made you more than what they were. And then they're mad and upset because now they're like, oh, 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 okay. So now the king think he all that now. He's going to sit back and, and raise these fellows up. Who do they think they are? You better be careful. But here's the thing. When God prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies, I've learned to sit back and eat and suck my teeth. You want to know why? Because when God says, I'll make your enemies your footstool, it's because he's counting on you to stay obedient to his word. God cannot raise you in front of your enemies if you're out there consorting with the enemy. Are y'all with me on that? But we're walking by faith and not by sight. And watch this. And so now they go and they said, oh, king, live forever. Verse 10. And then he says it this way. Now watch this. Thou, O king. Now you got to understand. They were saying it in a little... You know, a little smart alley way. You know how folk come and say, I thought you were, you know. I thought you were a Christian. I am a Christian, but I, you know, all the Lord ain't in me and all the devil ain't out of me. So uh, y'all help me, amen? amen? You know, I mean, you know. Mm, mm. You know, sometimes we act like Christians don't get angry and upset about things. You know what I mean? Folks, I understand sometimes you want to ball your fist up and knock somebody. Amen? You know what? Let's, let's get a pass that because there's a couple times in the Bible, in Genesis, the Bible says, and God got so mad that he repented that he made man. And he said, I'm going to destroy man off the face of the earth. But Noah found grace in God's sight. And then there was another time when they were going through uh, the wilderness. And then all of a sudden Moses was up in the mountain for 40 days. And then they got that old weak back, weak will, uh, Aaron, the high priest. And he said, as for this Moses, we don't know what happened to that man. But now, Aaron, you're the man. And we're going to put you up. So make us now a God that we can worship. And that weak will, weak back leader went there and got some gold and stuff that he took out of the people's ears and off of that hand, Lord have mercy, God. Move on, Carter. Move on. I'm not trying that. I'm not trying that. And they made a little image and the Bible says they began to dance and play before this image and then God said, Moses, your people. Isn't that funny? God said, your people, whoa, 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 hold on, Lord. Wait a minute. I didn't create them. 
You did, Lord. But God, watch Moses now. Moses said, but Father, if you destroy them, what are the enemies going to say about you? Then he said, go down there. And then he busted up the whole thing and he, he, he made them drink it. And then thank God for Joshua who said, whoever's on the Lord's side, you come over here. Whoever wasn't, they destroyed him. You know, maybe that's what we need to do here. <laughs> Elder me, we, we might have to do like they did. We might have to go get some swords and she didn't thrust through. No. But the fact remains is that there are times that God gets angry with his people yes. for doing things that you know are not right. And look, you don't have to worship a false god. You could be prejudicial against people who are not like you. Remember, watch this. Y'all remember Miriam? And they were talking about Moses' black wife. And the Bible says, and, it call, and God put leprosy on Miriam. Be careful how you treat people that don't look like you or not where you are from because my Bible tells me that however you treat me, that's how you're treating God. However I treat you, that's how you're treating God. Maybe I may not be from where you are, but I am a child of the king just like you are a child of the king. And because of God's amazing grace, we're all now part of the family of God. I'm so glad that I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in this fountain, cleansed by his blood, joined hands with Jesus as we travel this side. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. Verse 11, verse 11, watch this. I love this part. And whoso falleth not down to worship it, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Now hold on. You got to be careful of this too. Folk will come around you and try to persuade you to do the wrong thing just so you can keep up appearances. Now look at what he said. There are certain Adventists whom you have set over the affairs in this company. And then watch this. They are so mad with them that they don't even call them by their God-given names. They call them by their Babylonian names. Shadrach, which means the moon god Aku. Meshach, which means the Aku is nobody like him. And then there's Abednego who is uh, named after the Babylonian god Nabu who was over the scribes and the arts and all the uh, wonderful things that people would do to create libraries and knowledge and all that. They call them by their Babylonian names. You got to be careful. Don't let anybody call you by your Babylonian name. You need to remind them that you are God's child and you don't be, you're not renamed what they think you are and thank God for their names. Hananiah, Jah. Jah is gracious. Mishael. Who is like El is? Azariah, Jah is helpful. I'm going somewhere with that. Bear with me about another six and a half minutes. Verse 13, verse 13, go here. Then Nebuchadnezzar watches in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. You got to understand, it wasn't a long way. They were right there. So they snatched him with glee. You got to be mindful. When folk think that they got you, 
understand that God already has you. Yes. Folk will lie on you, but God says, don't worry about it. You just stay faithful to me and keep your eye on me. And no matter what your haters say, I will lift you up when it's all over. And then he says, Nebuchadnezzar spake to him and said, yo, fellas, didn't I hook y'all up? I gave you coveted positions. Look at all of these guys around you. I could have chosen any one of them and gave them your spot. And now y'all are embarrassing me. I only want you to just bow down. Just to I'm not telling you to worship me, but what I am saying is that don't make me look bad, fellas. And if you do this, I promise you, you know, I'll promote you again. I'll give you a pay raise. All you got to do is just come to work on one Saturday out of the month. All you got to do is just show up to this party. Don't worry about the champagne and the alcohol. We'll make sure that nobody takes pictures of you by that. And then he goes and has the nerve say, do you not serve my gods? What he was saying was, when I captured you, I renamed you after the chief gods of our culture. And because I named you after the chief gods of our culture, you need to recognize your names. And then what you're asking me now to do, King, is not only bow down to you, but bow down to your worship. Verse 15. Watch this. Now, if you are ready, when it all happens, you do it. But then he goes, look at the last part of this. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? (laughs) Now, I I know right at that point, Hananiah, Azariah, and Meshach are kind of (laughs) like, I know this Negro didn't say that. (laughs) Did he say that? Verse 16, look at verse 16. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, King, don't worry about it, homie. We're not careful to answer thee in this matter. In other words, King, we're not going to wait. We're going to give you the answer right now. Verse 17. Notice what they say. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. Verse 18. But if not, be it known here today. And watch this. They're not, I believe they did it this way. They not only said, understand this king and understand this, haters. King, we will not serve your gods nor worship the golden image which you have set up. Verse 19. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury that the form of his face changed. Have you ever seen somebody so angry they didn't even look like themselves? The brother got so mad that he commanded heat up the fiery furnace seven times harder. And watch this. The same thing that people are trying to get you killed in is the same thing they'll find themselves victims of. Because the soldiers heated it up and those who heated it up died by the heat that they were in. 
But what he didn't realize is that he threw in, Yah is gracious. Who is like El is? Yah is helpful into the fiery furnace. What he didn't realize is that he threw in God's name. And when you throw in God's name into your situation, things gotta happen for your good. And then the Bible says it this way, when they threw him in, they, the people who threw him in died. And then it says that everything that they tied him up with, understand, whatever the world tries to tie you up with, God will make sure that it does not keep you bound up. And then they get up and then they're pimping around. Lord have mercy. Let me share something with you. Your enemies will begin to marvel. How is it that I put you in a bad situation? I'll set you up. I lied on you. I conspired against you. I did everything I can to destroy you. How in the world are you able to survive this? And all we have to say, oh my God is an awesome God. He sits in there. Then all of a sudden they say, King, we threw in three. But there's a fourth. And then Nebuchadnezzar rises up. He didn't realize that in that furnace, there was a king of kings and the Lord of lords. And watch this. When he rose up, he was bowing down. Because when Jesus come into the house, every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus The Bible says, didn't we throw three in? And it's funny, because he's asking the wise, dumb men to recognize God. King, if they couldn't tell you your dream, how can they recognize their God? He's asking the wrong people the wrong question. What he should have said, Shadrach, Meshach. And Abednego, Jah is gracious. Who is like El is? Jah is helpful. Who is the fourth one? And when they would have said, He is the lily of the valley, He is the bright and morning star, He is the son of David, He is the line of Judah. If you would have asked me, I say he is my all and my all. Who is he? Jesus, my rock, my sword, my shield. Who is he? Jesus, the Lord, my righteousness. Who is he? He is the Lord, my healer. Who is he? He is the one that can take me and shake me and mold me and then give me everything that I need. The Bible is written in three languages, Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. But Daniel has mostly Aramaic. And even though we study, it says he looks like the son of God, what he was really saying is he looks like one of the gods. 
See, Nebuchadnezzar had it wrong. He wasn't talking about one of the gods. He was talking about God. The God. So he then beckons them, come here. And the Bible says they gathered around him. Come here, elder. And then they was like, they began to touch him. And then they began to smell him. <laughs> then they began to want to take selfies with him. <laughs> yeah. What winded up happening, saints? They thought that they had destroyed God's children. But let me share something with you. I'm going to close on this. Whenever your enemy comes in like a flood, my God will raise up a standard that even your enemies will have to say, you must be a child of God. Why can't I destroy you. God says I've got my hedge of protection around my child. If you want to hurt my child you gotta come through me. And when people have to go through your God, when sickness has to go through your God, when depression has to go through your God, when finances has to go through your God, when lying people have to go through your God, when desperate people who are trying to take you down have to go through your God, all you have to do is stand still. of Christ my Savior. Stand on the word of God. Stand on the promises of God. Stand on the blood of Lamb of God. When it's all said and done, stand. 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 And watch your enemies. Watch your enemies. be weary in well-doing my God says we shall reap if we faint not how do you stand go back and read it in Ephesians chapter 6 Paul says put on the whole armor of God go back and read it read it for yourself today and as you read it put it on because God says just like he said to the to Hananiah and Azariah and Mishael, remember this, Jah 
is gracious. Who is? Lightel is. God is helpful. God is there in the midst of your fiery furnace. If it's your marriage, he's in the midst. If it's your job, he's in the midst. If it's in your sickness, he's in the midst. But remember this, God chose you for your struggle. He chose you. Everybody doesn't go through the same struggle. But God chose you because he's gifted you and he's given you exactly what you need for the fight. I'm at a point in my Christian experience now where even though it still bothers me, but it doesn't bother me like it used to bother me. When I hear folks say, Carter this, Carter that, I'm like, you know what? I said, boy, it must be a good conversation. You see, I've come too far to turn back down. Come too far to turn around right now. Andre Crossham said, I've come too far. I've come too far. Now some of y'all may be saying, Pastor, you know what? I've still got a long way to go. Guess what? We all do. But watch this. We all just need to walk on up the King's Highway. You might stumble. You might fall. But the Bible says a righteous person gets back up. And every time you get back up, you're going to get stronger and stronger. And sooner or later, that way will get you down. Will no longer get you upset are y'all with me on that sometimes you got to come to a point in your life where you have to say all of God and less of the world all I want is to meet my Lord and Savior I want to declare God thank you and I want to one day declare that heaven is cheap enough folk don't get upset do not get weary keep it keep it in the middle of the road keep your eye focus on God and no matter what folks say or do around you understand it this way that God chose it and when you have chosen you're going to be hated on but guess what that's all right I'll leave you with this I read a story read it yesterday about the impala you know the animal that likes to jump through the African Sahara and it says that the impala grows to maybe three and a half four feet not really big but it has the ability to jump nine feet but you may ask how is it that the zoo can keep the impala which can jump nine feet inside of a four-foot wall it's because of this that when the impala jumps, it has to see where it lands. That's why when it jumps, it can't jump off the wall because it can't see where it lands. Let me share this with you. You are the impala. But when you jump, you jump in faith. Because no matter where you land, we pray that it's going to be wherever God wants you to be. And that right, shepherd? That's right. Amen. God bless you all. God bless you all. If anybody wishes to join the church of the living God right here, right now, let us know. Please let us know. We got a baptism schedule next month. I was talking with a couple last week and they said, Pastor, we want to do it right.
the young man came and he said to me pastor I don't know what it is but the Lord seems to be speaking through you directly to me and he said pastor before I get married I want to make sure that I'm right with God so they're going to get baptized as a couple and then they're going to get married and for what I'm sharing with somebody here today it's time it is time time to give your life to God I'm not going to go through a long appeal you already know what the word of God says it's time to act stop talking about I don't know somebody gave you the winning lottery tickets you'd be down there Monday morning at the lottery place I doubt you'd be able to tell me I don't know no we already hit the lottery on a hill suit an old the emblem of suffering and shame.